Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the January 2013 quiz. This is the first quiz of 12 quizzes this year. We wish everybody a happy and healthy 2013, and let's see if you learned more in 2013 than you knew in 2012 just a day ago. In this case, patient has knee pain. What's the best diagnosis? This is a really classic case. Nice lesion in the tibia. You can see a nidus. You can see some periosteal reaction and some buttressing of the cortex. There's no differential. This is a classic osteoastioma. Now you can argue, could this be a sequestrum from osteomyelitis? But then you're not gonna have that very nice nidus. You're gonna see more changes in bone, maybe soft tissue changes. This is classic for osteoastioma. Just a very nice case. In this case, I ask, what is the best diagnosis? And you see on the axial images, and you see also on the coronal 3D, there's a large filling defect in the IVC. Now you can argue and say, perhaps this is pseudothrombus, but the peripheral enhancement goes against that. You see an IVC filter in place on the coronal image, and above it is the thrombus. So this is a classic case of IVC thrombus. I'm showing you this case also to make the point that at times it can be tricky on early phase imaging. Thrombus versus pseudothrombus is a real challenge. If you see the peripheral rim enhancement, then you know you're dealing with a thrombus. Simply irregular densities or model densities or varying densities can simply be flow related. So indeed you want to be very careful. As always, if you're uncertain, a delayed scan basically will save the day. What about this case? When you look at the axials and 3D coronals, you see a cystic lesion in the spleen. It's a younger male, and I ask you what the best diagnosis is. Well, could it be lymphoma? I guess it could be, but lymphoma typically isn't cystic. And in a sense, when you look at the coronal images, this is almost subcapsular. Could it be an epidermoid cyst? I guess that's a possibility. It doesn't look like an infarct. Maybe an old infarct can become cystic, but this is most likely a pseudocyst, and in fact, this was a pseudocyst from prior pancreatitis. That's not uncommon. Remember, there's a break in the splenic capsule near the hilum where the splenic artery and vein enter, and the pancreas is very close by, and pseudocysts can easily track in this direction. Now, what about this case? What's the best diagnosis? I'm showing you interstitial infiltrates with some alveolar component involving the entire lung. Now, could this be congestive heart failure or pulmonary edema? I guess you could think about that, but there's really minimal pleural fluid, but also it's not coming from a central hyalur pattern. Could this be lymphangitic spread? Well, it doesn't really have the thickening of lymphangitic spread, and this is fairly extensive. You can get lymphangitic spread that's extensive, but again, the lymphatics, you see that real interstitial pattern that's very, very classic. This is more of an infectious inflammatory process. Could this be CMV? I guess it could be, but this was PCP, pneumocystis carinae pneumonia. Immunosuppressed patients, HIV patients, AIDS patients, something we all think about, and that indeed was the case here. Now this case, I've helped you out because I told you the patient had skin lesions. If I didn't have skin lesions, I would look at this and say there's nodes around the patient's uh, SMA near celiac, and perhaps this could be testicular tumor, a germ cell tumor with large nodes that are low density. The key thing is low density. 
Can this be a lymphangioma? Well, it kind of goes right and left, so that's not going to be a good position for that. It's not a duplication cyst. The skin lesions tends to help you. Skin lesions, I think about lymphoma. Could this be cystic lymphoma? I guess, but I've never seen an example look like this. Could this be, um, what else gives you skin lesions? Aha, neurofibromatosis. Neurofibromatosis also presents around the celiac and SMA with neurofibromas that look very much like nodes, but classic neurofibromatosis, the nodes or the neurofibromas are of low CT attenuation. So this is an excellent example of neurofibromatosis. Very, very nice case. This is a nice case. I thought I'd give you a classic case today. You look at the coronals, you look at the axials, there's a dilated tubular structure. That is an appendix. And this, my friends, is appendicitis. Inflammation, no if, buts, or maybes. This patient is going to surgery. You can see things that can be confused from perforated sequel cancers to appendix of a ploica to diverticulitis, right-sided. But this tubular structure is critical to making the diagnosis of appendicitis. No problem. What about this case? Well, when you look at the axial images, if you look carefully, you see the skin thickening and irregularity. And it's mainly in the skin surface, but some in the sub-Q. And when you look at the 3Ds, look how I've accentuated the soft tissues to really give you a feel of the infiltration of the soft tissues. What could do this? Well, I mentioned lesions in the skin, but then you have multiple lesions or single lesions. You think about neurofibromatosis. Melanoma also gives you nodules, not on the skin, but in the subcute tissues. And cellulitis is in the subcute tissues. This is really the skin, and this is cutaneous lymphoma, a very, very classic, very aggressive tumor, very classic diagnosis. This is an interesting case. The patient was referred to us for pancreatic uh, conference as a pancreatic cancer. And when you look quickly, there is a pancreatic mass. But when you look more quickly, or rather more slowly perhaps, you see it's an infiltrating tumor. There's no dilated pancreatic duct. If you have a big pancreatic mass and there's no dilated duct, I'm not thinking about adenocarcinoma. Yes, I could be thinking about a uh, neuroendocrine tumor, but then you have this big splenic lesion, and yes, neuroendocrine tumors can give splenic lesions, but neuroendocrine tumors are often vascular, as are their metastasis, and if you see splenic mets from a neuroendocrine tumor, you also will have liver mets, essentially, all of the time. Well, what are we looking at here? So this is not pancreatic adenocarcinoma, and I said it's not a neuroendocrine tumor, and solid and cystic papillary tumors, the SPEN tumors, you think about younger patients, but you don't get the splenic involvement. This was a wonderful example of splenic and pancreatic involvement by lymphoma. Patient also, if you look carefully, has nodes in the periaortic zone, peripancreatic region, just a very classic example. And I've seen a few cases literally over the last couple of weeks where this diagnosis was made by us, but it was perceived to be adenocarcinoma. It's a much better diagnosis. Okay, what about this case? This patient has hematuria, and what's the best diagnosis? And I've given you two images, which kind of make it a little bit easier. Uh, this was initially on the axials, red as normal. What you can see here is when you look at the image on your left, look at the lower pole calyces. What you see is you don't see them. The same thing on the 3D uh, images with MIP. It looks, everything looks good, there's no obstruction, but where is the lower pole calyces? And when you don't see the calyces, there is an issue, and that issue is transitional cell carcinoma. 
Could this be a renal cell? Yes, in theory, but that doesn't amputate the calyces. And it's not lymphoma, and it's not an abscess. This is a classic case of transitional cell carcinoma, lower pole right kidney. It shows you how difficult the diagnosis can be and how easy it can be to miss it unless you're very careful. And I tell you, and we've lectured about this, Shiva Raman wrote an article about this, you need to be doing the 3D imaging. What about this case? I like this case because when you look at it, I don't think you need to think very hard. Lesion in the iliac bone, extensive matrix present, older patient, 60 years old. I thought this was an osteosarcoma. Maybe the patient had radiation. Okay, maybe it's a chondrosarcoma. Maybe it's osteomyelitis. Nah, it ain't osteomyelitis. This is a tumor. So to me, osteosarc, chondrosarc. This patient had prostate cancer. This was metastatic prostate cancer. Again, it's something a bit unusual. Prostate is blastic mets, typically does. Occasionally lytic, but typically blastic. But not this kind of periosteal reaction, this very large matrix in the soft tissue, a very unusual appearance of prostate cancer. So again, very, very nice example. Okay, those are 10 great cases. Hopefully you got them all right, but more important, hopefully you've learned something that will help you when you see those cases in your practice. And with that, welcome to the new year and have a great day.